Hey, Kingdom Life family, um, welcome back to church. Um, you can see that I'm in the church building itself. Uh, we thought that we would record here. Um, apologies to those who uh, enjoyed the cats in, in, in the last sermon. I actually thought to make things fair, I would, I would have a dog uh, in this sermon, but um, unfortunately being a church, that's not going to happen. Um, I did, however, bring Grace along with me. So uh, any technical problems are essentially her fault. Um, but uh, <laughs> Grace is here so that I, I'm not just preaching uh, to an empty room and just to a camera, but have someone listening to me. Um, so guys, yeah, once again, this is, this is still this is still strange. Um, it's, a, it's a very different way for us to be being church. Um, maybe by the end of this, we'll be so uh, expert at at media, we'll have uh, online sermons, um, but let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so um, I said last week that I wanted, I wanted us to carry on um, with a series on holiness. And remember, as, we, as, we, as we're talking about holiness, we are we're really wanting to, to, to grow in intimacy with Jesus, that uh, he's talking to us about friendship. He's talking to us about seeking him while he may be found. And, um, and holiness really, it, it's not a striving uh, to be perfect, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heart condition, a heart's desire to have more intimacy with Jesus and to, to give him our whole hearts. Uh, and um, praying about what to tackle next, I felt the Lord saying that um, we, need, we needed to talk about anger. And um, oh, this, this, is a, this is a tough talk, and, 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 it's, and it's hard to do these sorts of sermons over a camera. Um, I love preaching to, to all of you in the church where I can, I can, I can sense what the Spirit's doing. I can, I can look at your faces and, and, and see how you're responding to what I'm saying. But I, but I also believe that the Lord is saying uh, in this time where, where our normal way of doing, our normal way of being um, has been changed, um, maybe some of our comforts are being removed from us. We, we have an opportunity to, to really press in. Um, and, and to seek freedom. And, and also, you know, obviously, you guys, are, you're in your homes. Um, at Kingdom Life, we talk a lot about not having religious masks on and just being ourselves. Um, but that's not always easy. Um, we, are, we are human. And, and now you, you're listening to this talk. You're in your home. There's, there's no one else watching you except maybe a, maybe a spouse or a good friend. So I encourage you to be real with God tonight. Um, just be real. Let your heart be open to him and, and be open to what the Spirit wants to do tonight. So I, I'm going to talk about anger and um, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. But I would encourage you when we, when we get to that prayer time that you just pause this video and give the Holy Spirit as long as he needs. It might be five minutes, it might be an hour, but give him the time that he needs. Um, see this as an opportunity for God to, to heal us and to bring freedom. So looking at anger... The, um, the first thing that I wanted to just talk about is that um, when, we, when we look at the Old Testament, there are so many scriptures which talk about God's anger. Uh, just two of them from Numbers 25 verse 4 talks about the fierce anger of the Lord. Deuteronomy 13 and 17 talks about the fierceness of God's anger. This is not a sort of mild irritation. This is a fierce anger that we see God have. And there are dozens of references to God's anger. And it's almost always against sin. 
and against people and, and, and systems um, that people have put in place that, that um, rob them of intimacy with him. But it's, a, it's an acknowledgement that God is holy. And God and sin cannot exist in, in, in the same place. And he is, he is angered by, by sin. And it's, it's, a, it's an anger that burns um, against the corruption of his people. Um, and you know what? As I, as I was reading these, these, these scriptures, I, I remembered when I, when I was young, and even not that long ago, I used to be so scared um, of an angry God. I used to be scared of, of this idea of, of God having this passionate anger. Um, and I was scared because I would see myself as, as being in, in sort of direct confrontation or in line, in that line of God's anger that, that might be coming forth from him. Um, but obviously, as we think about anger and we think about God's righteous anger, we are, we are saved by the blood of Jesus. And so that anger that God has towards sin, um, we do not experience that anger. But actually, the, the older that I've got, I've been comforted by the thought of an angry God, or a God that is angry at sin, a God that is angry at the brokenness of this world. The thing is, I, I don't think I could worship a God who didn't get angry at because that God would be, would be passive in the face of, of such brokenness and such evil. But we have a God who is angered by it, and I can fear and I can worship a God who becomes angry because of holiness and because of a desire for justice. So even as we, as we think about um, the anger that the Old Testament talks about, um, know that God's anger is never directed at us. And we are saved by the blood of Jesus. And when God looks at us, he looks at us as children who he loves. But even, even in the Old Testament, we see, um, we see this, this balance that, that God holds justice and he holds mercy in his hands and he holds them perfectly. So even as he will have anger against sin and brokenness, we see that, um, that he has compassion as well. Um, and I've, I've actually, I've asked Grace to, to read two um, sections of, of, of Psalms uh, for us. So Grace, can you come with us? Great. First one is from Psalm 78, verse 38. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. Second one is from Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As the father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. Thanks, Grace. Um, Isaiah takes these, these themes um, that the psalmist raised of God's, of God's mercy and his compassion. Um, Isaiah shows us that it's God's will to forgive us. In Isaiah 43, 25, the prophet writes, I, even I, 
am him who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Isaiah 12:23. God says to Isaiah, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you are angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I love this, um, this response that we see from Isaiah of, of joy. That because our sins are forgiven, because there is compassion from the Lord, though he was angry, and though he has rights to be angry with us, his salvation comes and the, and the response from us is joy. Uh, and that's, that's one of my prayers tonight, that, that as we pray, as we, as we deal with some issues that, that have brought anger into our lives, that, that our, um, the response, the results of our prayers will be, will be ones of joy, that we will draw from these wells of salvation. God's heart is to forgive. His heart is to forgive us. Um, and this is obviously most powerfully portrayed in Jesus, in his sacrifice, in his blood that was shed that we would be forgiven. Um, and just as he has forgiven us, as we'll see when, when we pray, the, the real secret to um, defeating anger in our lives is to forgive. Because so much of anger is, is rooted in injustices that are done to us and, and, and really negative experiences that we've had in life. And forgiveness is the key. So when, when we pray and when we, um, when, when we take that challenge to forgive, because uh, it's, it's, sometimes it's really hard, we do so knowing that God has forgiven us um, and we are made right through Jesus. So God shows us, the scripture shows us that there is an anger that is holy. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about, about this, but um, you know, anger is a part of the human condition and it actually can have this good form, just like God's uh, anger is holy and it's righteous. There are times, uh, and maybe some of you have experienced this, when, when, I, when I'm praying for people, and, um, and, and God's leading this person through a freedom prayer, uh, going into some, some, some trauma or wound that they have, that I, that I feel the, the, the anger that the father has towards this, this sin and this bondage that's uh, in his child's life. Um, and it's, it's an incredible feeling, and, it, and it's a feeling that gives me hope, because I know if the Lord is angry about this, uh, that there is a power to bring healing, and there's a power to bring freedom. Um, so that's, that's a sort of righteous anger that I feel through my spirit that is positive. Um, and of course, we can have anger when we see injustices in the world. Um, there, there, there are a lot of things that we, that we see in the world, that, in the world around us that, 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 that probably make us angry. Um, and, I, and I would encourage you, if, if, if there are things that do this to you, um, but that, that response in your heart, it's, it's an opportunity to go to the Father and say, Lord, this makes me angry. Show me what to do. Show me how to partner with you and with your justice. So the problem is if we feel angry and, and then we start to respond in our, in our human frailty, that'll too, too often lead to, to ways, ways of responding that are, that are not godly. And uh, we can end up with, with hatred and, and, and cursing people and situations. Um, so I'd encourage you, if you see something in the world that, that makes you angry, take it to the Lord and say, Father, show me how to respond. Uh, and let him, let him show you a way that is righteous. But really where I felt the Lord wanting me to focus today was on, on, was on personal issues of anger. Um, 
and I and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest in a little bit and uh, and and hopefully make a way um, make it easier for for us all to to confront this issue. Um, in Ephesians four twenty six, Paul says, "Be angry, and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil." See, Paul accepts; he seems to accept anyway in this passage that there are times when we will be angry. He says, "He says, be angry, but do not sin." But there's this line where we can have this angry response, but we can take it to the Father, uh, or we can take it anger, and we can sin. But I think we need to take this seriously when he says, do not let um, the sun go down on your anger or on your wrath. Do not give place to the devil. Because actually, this is the same warning or a very similar warning that God gives to Cain in Genesis 4. God says to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you refuse to do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires you, but you must master it. Cain responds to um, what he sees as God's rejection of him um, in murdering his brother. He doesn't confront anger. He doesn't confront rejection. And it leads to this terrible sin of killing his brother. Anger is something that, that we must take seriously. Um, we must take Paul's warning seriously. Do not tolerate it. Do not allow it uh, to rest in our lives. We mustn't give the devil a foothold. But even as I, as I talk about anger, um, this is where it gets a bit more tricky because anger is never a primary sin. Anger is always a secondary sin. It has a root. And it's, um, it's by the Holy Spirit that we need to try and find out what that root is. And if we have a part of our lives where, where, um, where we see anger manifest, it's, it's a sign that um, there's a part of our heart, there's a part of our, our, our history where Jesus isn't in control, where he doesn't have lordship, where his healing hasn't yet been applied. And um, as I've said before, when, when we have these things in our lives where there's a flare-up of something that is not godly, we don't, um, we don't step into shame. We don't accuse ourselves. We, we, we take that and say, Lord, all right, I see this. It's an opportunity for freedom. It's an opportunity to, to give you more of our hearts and to, to grow in intimacy with you. Um, so let me just tell you two stories um, in the hope that I can, I can just um, flesh this out a little bit. Because the thing is, we, we probably all encountered really angry people. And anger can be really scary. But what I've also found surprising is how anger flares up in people that you would least expect it. Um, I'm not going to share their stories because that wouldn't be fair. But let me, let me just share my own. Um, and the first one is one that kind of took me by surprise. Um, when I went to live in England, I, I took my, my wife and, and Grace. And then obviously Joseph was born there. And um, for the first three or four years that we were there, um, it was a really tough time. Being in a new country, um, feeling like, like strangers, um, often feeling isolated, uh, was hard. Um, but hardest of all was, was, was being really uh, poor financially. And um, in the end, uh, in order to survive as a family, we, we had to um, go on to government assistance. 
and and the, and, the, and the curious thing about you know the government assistance there is that you, you obviously you have to keep um, making out that you're as poor as possible and so uh, even if someone gives you money as a gift that that in some ways can be a curse because eventually the, the government's going to kind of want it from you because um, they they look at what you've earned in one year and then they give you money the next year so you want to appear as poor as you as you possibly can be and um, it was a really hard time um, as a man, as a father, as a husband, it's, um, it was a time when, when I felt quite often that um, I had been abandoned by God. I didn't know why we were struggling so much when I was when I was being faithful, um, and, and 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 how it, how it manifested was um, if you know if, if my children didn't listen to me, I would, I would often shout at them. Um, so the one place that I could I could have control was was in my home. It's the, the one place that where I could have sort of had certainty. Um, and, I, and I became more, more strict and harsh than I, than I ever thought I could be and, and ever wanted to be. Um, and this was something where uh, God really brought freedom um, after I'd been there for a few years and, um, and led me through some really deep repentance. And, and fortunately, I have, I have children who are very forgiving. <laughs> um, but it's something that I had to repent of um, often. And it still, it still grieves my heart, but I, I'm so grateful that, that God brought me out of that. I've also, um, I know what it is to be in a, in a job that I hate and to feel trapped by, by the responsibilities and to, to have anger about my situation and my, my inability to, to change it. Um, I know the, the, the anger at, at seeing someone that I love die and, um, and, and wonder at the harshness of life. And, um, Wondering where where God was in that. Um, I've also I've also uh, you know been physically assaulted by by people on, on several occasions and, uh, and and experienced the the, the trauma of, of of those assaults and um, what you know what I what I what I found in my own life and in ministering to other people that when you experience physical assault um, you have one of two reactions. You either sort of cower in the, in the face of confrontation or, or you react with anger. Um, and, and particularly as, as a young man, I, I was in that latter category. I would react in anger um, because that's how I had seen people react to me. Um, and again, God had to bring healing into, into those wounds, healing into those, those moments where, where people had, had assaulted me. Um, and I had to forgive them and in, and in forgiving, uh, receive freedom. The tricky thing with, with these stories, and I'm sure with all of your own experiences, is that um, you know we often want to know why, Lord, why, why did this happen? Um, and one of the hard things about life is that we we don't always get a why. Um, God can't always give them to us. You know, sometimes He He, he does. Uh, at least in one of those occasions where I was physically assaulted and I and I, and I took it to the Lord, uh, He showed me what was going on in that person's life, why it had happened, and that's that allowed me to have, have compassion for them. But it's not something that we always give. Ultimately, God says, will we trust you? Will we forgive? And will we not give place to the devil? Will we not give place to anger? Now, before I go any further, I'm just going to change tack slightly. Um, one of the um, prophetic voices in our in our church family sent me a, a word, um, and I'm I'm going to 
do something during the week and, and flesh this out a bit more either through him directly or I'll give more details. But I want you just to share the heart of this picture because um, this picture was actually given by the Lord um, before this coronavirus broke out. And the picture was of Kingdom Life Church, like this massive lightning, um, lightning rod that um, had been thrust into the ground. Um, and then the Lord showed um, how his power and the, the, sort of the energy that of, of the spirit was flowing through this lightning rod, that is the church, and, and flowing into these other houses. Uh, and the Lord showed that these houses were, were our homes, were the Kingdom Life family members' homes. Um, that God saw this moment coming. He saw this moment when we would be separated. But his power is still here. His power is still ready to flow through this church family into your homes. So as we, as we get into, um, into praying, I want you to know that, that God is here and that he wants to move. Um, and he, he calls us to be um, rooted and grounded in him. That was another part of this word from this prophetic voice. Be rooted and grounded in God's intimacy, in his heart, and in his love. So as we press into this, uh, let's press in with confidence that he wants to move. So, so how do we see anger? So anger, you know, obviously if we, get, if we have wrath and anger, that sort of that violent anger, that's, that's really obvious um, and easy to see. Um, some of us may be really peaceful most of the time and, and have sort of really quick uh, mood changes. That's certainly how I used to experience anger. Um, sometimes we, we'll see it when we, in more subtle ways, maybe in a situation where we, we don't get the recognition that we think we deserve or we're in a situation where we want to control things and, and we feel like we're losing control. Um, sometimes when we feel let down by life, when life is too hard, uh, we feel let down by God or by other people. Um, we might get angry when we feel pressurized by work or by lack of, of finances or um, by our peers. Um, but anger can also be more subtle. Um, and, I, and I would challenge us on this as well. Um, sometimes anger stays in our heads. It doesn't come out with our voices. It doesn't come out with emotions, but it comes out in the way that we think about people, the way that we judge people. Um, we may curse people in our, in our minds. Um, we may demean people. We may, we may like to, to, to relive um, times where, where people have let us down and we hold them to account. Um, and that, that too is a, is a form of anger. We're not releasing people into God's forgiveness and into his mercy. So these, are, these are just some ways. Um, we've, all got our, we've all got our own stories. Um, I even have I people in my life when they get angry, their response is deep silence and isolation and, and, and cutting other people off. Um, that too is a form of anger that God wants us to be free from. I, I, I can't uh, you know, possibly speak to all the different ways that anger comes into our lives, all the ways that it manifests. But what we've seen in, in prayer is that chiefly you know, anger comes in through injustice through situations or, or actions um, normally that, that we've experienced uh, very often where, where we've been sinned against. Um, and often, unfortunately, just because of the nature of life and human interaction, it comes through the people that, that we know the best. Um, you know, those that, 
are the closest to us. Those that we love the most are the ones that are able to wound us um, the deepest. And some of the examples might be that um, we could have been exposed to harsh punishment from, from parents uh, or siblings. Uh, in my case, even from, from schoolmasters when, when I was at high school, um, being, you know, being caned when um, I hadn't done anything wrong. Um, those moments of, of harsh punishment which leave you confused and, and exposed and, and, and make you feel vulnerable. Uh, anger anger can, can be a response to that. Anger can be a response to just general rejection. When you don't feel loved um, by your father or your mother or stepfather or stepmother, by a person in leadership or authority over you that, um, that you're close to, rejection can hurt and anger can often be a response. Anger can often be a response to neglect. Um, again, often from parents, um, people that we would expect love from and attention from. Anger quite often comes from a life where we've been criticized because of who we are or something we lack. Maybe we're not clever enough or sporty enough or you know, pretty enough. Um, but criticism cuts us really deeply. And then, um, interestingly, anger, we've often seen as we pray for people, anger often emerges in people's lives where they've been a witness or uh, experienced a breakdown of love. And most commonly, well, a, a common uh, form of this would be where, where there's adultery um, in marriage, um, either from a spouse or, or from parents. Um, as a child, you're exposed to adultery. Anger is a, is a common response to that breakdown in love. Um, Divorce is another breakdown in love. Um, if you were to witness someone in, 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 in authority over you using pornography, that would also be a potential breakdown in love uh, where anger can emerge. And then um, finally, um, and these again, are, these, these can be really difficult, but where there's been um, an experience of abuse, uh, where we've seen someone abuse alcohol or, or or drugs, again, uh, pornography, or whether there's been physical or emotional abuse, anger is a really common response. It's a, it's a defensive response, a self-defensive self response which emerges in our hearts. And these are weighty things. These can be really deep roots and they can be really deep roots. But I remind you that God is saying, seek him while he can be found, that we are, that we are rooted in but this is a moment where we can find intimacy, we can find healing, we can take these things and we can give them to Jesus and say, Lord, take this. Take every part of my heart, take every part of my history. And I, and I, I long for your healing. And I can tell you that all those things I've listed, I have prayed for someone in every one of those categories. And I've seen God bring healing. I've seen God heal wounds. I've seen God take away hurt, and I've seen God take away anger. Jesus loves to bring us freedom. But the greatest challenge that we face is being willing to offer forgiveness. Because these injustices that are done to us, these things that we experience, they cause a bitterness in us, they cause a hatred sometimes for people, a bitterness towards people. And it's that which gives the enemy his foothold, gives place to the devil. And the only way to remove that is to forgive. 
And remember, forgiveness is not saying that what happened was okay. Forgiving is saying to the Lord, I give this to you. You are the one who can hold justice and can hold mercy perfectly in your hands. And I trust you. I trust you, Father, to bring justice. I trust you, Father, to bring mercy. Remember, the first justice that God wants to bring is to make us whole. That's the first thing that he wants, is for those wounds to no longer be pouring poison into our lives, and to be pouring poison into the lives of those around us as anger flares up in our lives. He wants to bring us freedom. So before, before we pray, I want to men- mention one last scripture. And that's Mark 3, uh, verse 5. It's the only scripture I can find where it's really clear that Jesus was angry. Um, Jesus obviously clears the temple, and there's a couple of references to that, but it doesn't actually say that he was angry. Um, we might presume that he was, but the scripture isn't clear. We can only infer it. But in Mark 3, 5, Mark writes, When he had looked around that then with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Jesus was challenged by the Pharisees. Would he heal on the Sabbath? And Jesus looked around at their hardness of hearts. He looked at these, these men that were supposed to lead God's law, that were supposed to be leaders of God's heart towards his people, and they wouldn't see him heal. They wouldn't see God's healing power fall on this cripple. And the thing is, if you look at the Greek word that Mark uses, this is not, Jesus isn't sort of slightly peeved, as the English might say, or, or, or sort of mildly irritated. He is passionately angry. The word Mark uses for anger is the same word that John uses in Revelation when he talks about the wrath of God bringing final judgment. This is not a mild anger. This is a fierce anger that Jesus felt against these Pharisees against these this sort of religious system that would stop healing come. Jesus is passionate about his people experiencing healing. So as we pray, as we offer forgiveness, as we ask God to bring healing, we're not asking a God who's kind of out there, maybe he'll hear us, who's passively sitting somewhere. No, we are praying to a God who is angry at the bondage that we experience. He is angry. He has wrath for those things that would keep his children in bondage. He's not passive. He's active. So I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and speak to each one of you individually. And then after a few seconds, I'm going to um, lead us in prayer. Pray of forgiveness and uh, a prayer of of, um, healing. But I would encourage you, as I pause for those few seconds, I would encourage you to to pause the video that you're watching and give the Holy Spirit time. Guys, when when God offers us, um, when when he sends words saying that that my power is flowing through your church, when he says, seek me unto the Father, then let's give him space. It might be 30 seconds, it might be five minutes, it might be an hour. Give him space. Don't let 
Don't let these wounds uh, fester any longer in our hearts. So let us pray to you. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you you bring the will of our Father and our Savior, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that it is your will that we would be free. You, Lord, you care about our healing. You care about our hearts. You want all of us to be restored. Lord, that salvation isn't just for when we die, it's for now. Your sozo, your restoration is for us now. So I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would come and speak now. Would you, would you bring to mind people, situations where we have bitterness, Lord, where we have unforgiveness. We have these wounds that manifest as anger. Lord. Will you come and show us now? Thank you. Okay, guys, let's, let's pray. Um, so I'm, I'm, actually, I'm going to use my father as, a, as an example. Um, Dad, if you're watching this, apologies. <laughs> um, this isn't actually a, sort of a, a real thing, uh, but I, I just wanted to, I wanted to give you a model of, of how to pray. And the first thing that we have to do is pray for forgiveness. So if the Lord has brought someone to mind, um, we need to release them. And if it was a situation where there were multiple people, I, I, I encourage you, release every person individually. Take time over this. There's a spiritual transaction that happens when we forgive. It cancels the enemy's rights. Cancels his rights, our lives. Cancels that foothold. Take your time. But let's pray. In the scenario where um, our father has been harsh, or um, maybe punishment has been harsh, we would pray like this Lord, I forgive my dad for harsh punishment. I forgive him for those times that you brought to mind where, where I was disciplined, where it, where it wasn't righteous, or it was overly harsh and I, I was left feeling vulnerable and confused where there was a, a loss of protection, Lord, and trust. Lord, I forgive my father for those times. And Jesus, I ask you to forgive me too for caring and forgiveness. For every time that I was bitter, where I said 
or, or thought things that were criticisms of my father. Lord, I know that you have mercy and you know that I was responding out of that wound, but forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for every way that I didn't. I didn't honor you. And I receive your forgiveness. Lord, the same forgiveness that I've released over my Father, I receive. Lord, and I pray your blessing over my Father. Lord, that you would bless him. Lord, that any wounds that he had in his life, Lord, that you would bring healing to him. Just as I ask you to bring healing to me now. So Lord, in that spirit of forgiveness, I give up my rights to seek justice. I give up my right to bitterness, to critical thoughts. I give up my right to anger. And Jesus, in the power and authority of your name, I renounce anger and bitterness. I renounce unforgiveness. In the power and authority of your name, I rebuke, I dismantle every place that the devil has had in my life through this wound. I declare it cancelled by the blood of Jesus and by the victory of Jesus. And instead of bitterness, I declare joy. Instead of anger, I declare hope. Instead of unforgiveness, I declare the freedom of Jesus. And I declare that that part of my heart is now yours, Lord. Let your kingdom reign in me. Let your kingdom reign in me. Jesus, I pray all these things in the power, the authority of your name. Amen. So guys, well done for praying. You may do that once. The Lord may bring up five things. Um, I've always found the Lord to be full of grace and mercy. There's times where I've prayed through one. There's times he's brought up 15 <laughs> situations. Um, trust him that if he brings them up, that he has what you need to pray through. And he has freedom for you. And if you have freedom, then there'll be freedom for those around you and his spirit will flow through you. God bless you. Um, please look out uh, midweek. Uh, Kath and I will, will, uh, will be in touch on Wednesday or Thursday just so we have a little bit more contact with you guys. We love you. Um, we pray God's blessing on you and your hopes. Amen.